Ooh, welcome. Step right in. Take a look around. I promise that no matter who you are, we've got something here for you. Think of any creature, any companion, any friend. We've got it. It's our business to provide to you our valued customer. Anything that you could possibly think of. Anything at all. So, think real hard. Because we've got all that and more here at Zack and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. Griffin. Oh. It Zachary. is I, your long... Oh. 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 Is it not Zachary? Am I oh, no, you, 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 no, you just... I, I was going to fool you for a while there, but, oh. then, but you know, you recognized my voice? Nay, immediately. Well, it's friend. on my... Our meeting's on my Google Calendar, so... Um... Damn, the Google Calendar. Yeah. I was going to do this whole thing where I pretended to be your long-lost father. Wait a minute. My long-lost father? Yes. M Macquarie? Yes, Macquarie. <laughs> and not your your fake father, Markery. <laughs> That's my fake father. I always knew it. Yeah, your fa your face your fake father you've always known and me, yeah. your your long-lost father who you never knew about. Wow. Do you have any sort of uh, goodness? It's so good to meet you. Have do you have any sage fatherly advice for me? Watch out for sugar as you get older. What the diabetes does run in the family. Okay. okay. Also, always wipe front to back. Which direction do I wipe? Which oh. way is front? Like front would like, be like the like gooch. From the gooch. Backwards? From the gooch back. Yeah. I think that's what I do. Yeah. Okay. Cool. 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 I kind of have to do the men. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I do. Yeah. Yeah. I. I honestly, I gotta say, I find it more comfortable going back to front, but I gotta go. You gotta no, go front to back. What? I'm just saying, like, I find it more comfortable that way, but. You gotta go front to back. Okay. You know? Yeah. 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 You wanna build a birdhouse? Sure, son. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was one of the weir weirder ones that we've done lately, Griff. That has not been one of the weird ones, Zach. What that was, was the weirdest? What, what is the weirdest one we've done lately, Griff? Um, well, there's one that I did lately. Okay, fair on lately, but like... There's ones that I've done sound design on, and those are always pretty weird. The, yeah, that's fair. The ones that, that require additional sound soundscaping. Um, yeah. The weirdest well, I, one, I think, was like when we had a um, friend of the show, Zan, on as a guest, um, and I did like the entire like time portal constructions. Oh, yeah. Like the construction site. Yeah. Um, that was pretty good. Yeah. 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 We should have more guests on the show. I agree. We should do that more often. Yeah. Hey, Braden. <laughs> you rang. Whoa! Hey! They're here. I'm here. here. Braden uh, Tuttle is on the call. That's in the me. shop. Hang yes. out. This is oh. too many Tuttles. There's too no. many Tuttles. No, because that we did do for TSS. We did do a Halloween episode, and that was. Far too many tuttles. That was that was. Yeah, there was there was a total of three tuttles. Listen, I don't <laughs> a, a, like a three to, tuttle total. I don't like to tell you guys what to do in your own shop, but you could never have too many tuttles. Well, you're you, you know what you're you're not wrong. <laughs> no such thing as too many tuts. Exactly. My well, goodness, how, folks, welcome to another episode of Zack and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop Plus One. I'm Griffin. I'm Zack. I'm Brayden. And I'm going to sell you some stuff. <laughs> there they are. 
We're here to sell you some stuff. Oh, no. Yeah, I, it's a sales pitch. <laughs> it is a sales pitch. Guys, I have been doing a lot of research recently, and I think I mm. have a stock of pets that is going to just skyrocket your business across dimensions that you didn't even think were possible. Ooh. This is like if an Avon seller walked into a Sephora. <laughs> it is. But here's the thing. Uh, this Avon seller okay. <laughs> This Avon seller is taking you guys to a place that I love to call the Retroverse. What? Can you give us a basic pitch about this place you've, of which you've told us about now? I, I would Editor love Griffin, to. Cue vaporwave music. <laughs> oh, yes. yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, <right. laughs> From what little I know about the retroverse, vaporwave seems appropriate. Uh, vaporwave is more than appropriate. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, very quick uh, summary yeah. of the retroverse. Uh, it is a... Uh, uh, D&D 5E supplement, uh, which was created by uh, Chris Locke and Uis uh, Abadias. Um, and it is kind of a love letter to 80s and 90s and early uh, 2000s kind of nostalgia. Um, there are uh, basically the whole premise of the Retroverse is a wormhole opened up and all of your favorite things about the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s. I'm talking Pokemon and Power Rangers and 80s like neon hair metal bands and all that stuff got sucked into this wormhole and is now living on uh, a Rubik's Cube-like dimension. (laughs) And when I say Rubik's Cube, I mean (laughs) the... Actual world is a Rubik's Cube, and the continents and the, the faces of the Rubik's Cube shift and turn every uh, every few years or so. So it is a constantly moving and uh, growing Oh, fuck. I'm down clown. Yeah, man. It is a place that I have come to love uh, over these past couple of years and uh, has a lot of creatures uh, that I have come to love over the years. And so... Before you know, before we get into our uh, my first creature that I would love to uh, bring to the to the pet shop, I have a I have a quick question to ask uh, mm. ask you, Griffin, if that's okay. Oh yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, shoot your shot. Sure. Um, I want you to imagine you're ten years old. You wake up and you smell the fresh morning air and. Today is your 10th birthday. Wow. And no one's here. It is taught. It, <laughs> it, <is laughs> it is your 10th birthday. And it is time for you oh to God. go out and explore the world. Okay. All right. Now. But yeah. you don't want to explore the world alone, do you? No. You want a companion. God, no. You want a companion to accompany you. Some would say um, Mm -hmm. very akin to the world of Pokemon, which you and Zach are very familiar with from all the the trash Pokemon that you've talked about over the years. We are. All the dunking. Yeah. (laughs) All the dunking that we've done on on, on the Pokemon company. Listen, it's been great. And I've loved listening to it. Um, But this creature 
even though it is not a Pokemon, it is it is Pokemon esque. Um, I believe this creature, Griffin, for you specifically, okay. is is going to be a companion for life. So, Griffin, I would like to introduce you to the Laser Pup. Ah! Oh, 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 oh! Hello, I love. Hey, Zach. The- we got it, right? Yeah. Hey, Griff, is that Corgi <laughs> shooting a laser beam in his mouth? sure it is. All right. Well, I'm going to open up your literature here, Brain, that you um, provided yes. us so graciously. Zach, please read this one as I give um, all of the, the tummy rubs to Laser Pup. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool, cool, cool. Watch, those, watch that mouth. Yes, be, watch yes, those be, do be careful. So these adorable balls of floof and hyper-reaction... Uh, pose more of a threat to retroverse oh, citizens than no. most dragons. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. They begin their lives as normal dogs, but within a year of birth begin to exhibit terrible power. Anytime they yip, bark, or howl, a powerful laser blast shoots from their mouth. They cannot control the blast itself, oh, but can God. be trained not to bark. Many cho- many children find themselves burned before these dogs are inevitably set out into the uh, set out in the country, the owners unable to put down such a beloved family pet. Yeah, these, the these fucking dogs got laser beams coming out of their mouths. Out of their mouths. Out of the, the laser guns. Yeah. Anytime they bark. This is this is as close to Pokemon as you're going to get. Um, so I think that uh, in a sense, while yes, this is a very dangerous creature, um, I think that you'll find that it is. Um, how do I say this? Uh, Probably the best companion to rob a bank, but also go out for a nice walk. Mm. Yeah, you know, sometimes he's, he's got to go out for a you know with the, the, the little Yorgi bubble butt and just needs yeah. to go bounce around. It's like you go to rob a bank and, okay, so you've got the laser cutter to get into the vault and everything, sure. Yeah. But then once you escape the bank, they're just going to look for the guy with the laser cutter. But if instead you use Laser Pup, you can just have Laser Pup laser blast into the vault door. And then when you escape, you're just a guy walking their dog. Mm. Guys. Yeah. I read on. Okay. (laughs) This is about to take a turn. Yes, it is. Proceed. They have wild intelligence. Okay. Sometimes intelligent Laser Pups will realize the fear their ability causes. They will make homes and cities and hold up citizens for food. What? (laughs) Their cute demeanor allows them to go practically anywhere. Guards not giving a second thought to a roving puppy. Clever thieves guilds have small bands of highly trained laser pups at their disposal. So they're stick-up artists. They're stick-up artists. Hell yeah, baby. um, Did you ever watch the the movie Zootopia? (gasps) Nah. Oh, no, well, there's I, the, uh, the the one of the main characters who's the fox um, has a little fennec fox that he works with to swindle people uh, who dresses in a onesie and acts like a little kid. Um, yeah. But really, he commits crimes and then hops in his big like, you know, uh, uh, fucking uh, what's the word? Tapest- not tapestry, but um, mural painted on the side of like rock van. Mm. Uh, and gets out. I was like, "I'll see you later, man," and drives <laughs> off. And that is these dogs. Oh my god! They're they're great. Um, they're forever pups. Laser pups are overcharged to a cellular level. 
which is what allows them to create lasers from their barks. As a side effect, they do not appear to age and live twice as long as normal dogs. Huh. They will perpetually appear to be a young puppy. Additionally, they must consume vastly more food than their normal counterparts. I, I guess think that's that... fair if that they've got like an, essentially like an overcharged metabolism. Yeah. They're like absolutely. Flash, but with yeah. lasers. Yeah, absolutely. So flash um, buy, dog. Yeah. buy a lot flash of food. Dog. Buy a lot of food for these guys, but uh, yes. and keep them happy. Yeah. Yeah, you know. But if you're robbing banks and stuff with them, I'm sorry, you're going to have a lot of money to pay for all that food. So you should. That's a, <laughs> robbing <laughs> banks with your laser pup is almost um, required. Yeah. To, to be serious, <laughs> probably. Yeah. I, I was just at a, um, a cat cafe earlier Ooh, today. Nice. Um, you know, where they, you can, like, interact and play with kitty yeah. cats, but also, like, serves you, as, like, a, a way to, like, socialize them and put them up for adoption for yeah. folks. You can be like, and there's a couple that are, like, bonded pairs. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, if you get this cat, then you're going to have to get the other one. Yeah. And in this case, it's like, you're, if you're interested in adopting a laser pup, it's like, awesome. You're also going to have to do crimes. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, could you, it's a it's a uh, uh, what's what I'm looking for a requirement. Could you imagine, uh, Griffin, if you would uh, being at that cat cafe, and as soon as yeah. one of those cats opened their mouth, so. they a, a laser shoots through. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, like, oh, I was just trying to drink my macchiato. <laughs> it's just um, it was small- an ice americano, please. Oh. No. <laughs> But it's like it's it's super precise. I feel like I feel like you could train these uh, pups and really any other creature that is able to shoot a laser out of their mouth. I feel like you could train them to be like super precise with it. Um, and so I feel like oh yeah. So I, I feel like it wouldn't be a problem, honestly. Assassin dog. There are worse fates. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's like, oh no. I think I think Nigel. The assassinating uh, laser pups in town. He can take a, a, out a mark from three hundred yards away. <laughs> Although, if you um, if you look at their stat block, it looks like the laser bark only has a long range of oh, 30, thirty feet. feet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, never mind. From, he can only take out a mark from thirty feet away. We can't take that seriously. Um. Oh God! Oh right, well, why don't we take a look at the stat block, huh? Yeah. As is tradition. As is tradition. Um, sure. Yeah, we got a laser pup, okay? It's a small beast. It's unaligned. It's got an armor class of 11, five hit points. Not oh. very strong. Yeah, you just rip through this motherfucker. Listen, you just it, take hey, this dog at, apart. At, yeah. the end of the, at the end of the day, it is it, a dog. It is yeah. a dog. <laughs> it's a small dog, too. It's just a very small dog. It just happens to shoot lasers out of its mouth. Um, let's see. Uh, it's got what? It's got uh, eight strength, twelve dex, ten con, seven intelligence. So pretty smart for a dog. Like yeah, mm-hmm. seven ways, but eighteen charisma. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> it's and we're very just like, cute. look at the little guy. It's it is those puppy very dog eyes, cute. man. Yeah. yeah, it's like yeah. You get close. Hey, buddy, how's it going? Bowen. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, let's see. It's got a keen hearing and smell. So advantage on perception checks for hearing and smell. Uh, slow aging. The pup will not appear to grow beyond adolescence and will live twice as long as a normal dog. Well, that's nice. Uh, actions. It's got a bite. 
uh, which is plus three to hit, you know, D4 plus four, uh, plus one. So, you know, a dagger. Yeah. Um, but its bark is much more mighty than its bite, I'm assuming. Mm. Um, and that's a plus three to hit. Oh, and it's only one D6 plus one fire. Okay. I, I'm taking these things much less serious than I was at the beginning. That could kill a wizard at level one. But. Yeah. But. <laughs> It's still not not uh, too much to take serious. It's really yeah. the um, the swarm of laser pups that you yeah that, keep an uh, yeah eye that, out for. We don't have a, a stat block for swarm of laser pups, but I'm sure that it, it, it does happen. I, I I'm sure it, I'm sure it exists like, somewhere. Yeah. yeah. How different would the movie Oliver and Company be if all of the dogs were laser pups? Rather, Zach, <laughs> <laughs> it would be quite different. Wait, hold on. Yeah. I, I, I'm yeah. not. T- I, I'm not taking. I'm not trying to steal your spotlight, Zach. I, I think Oliver and Company is a okay. really, really good choice. However, if I could suggest uh, cats versus dogs instead. Ooh, also. Mm. Oh well, yeah. The, the dogs would win very fast. Um, <laughs> same thing for um, Up would be very different. Oh, uh, homeward bound. Hundred and one Dalmatians. Hundred and one oh, Dalmatians. Fuck. There's our swarm. Yeah. <laughs> Hundred and one laser Dalmatians. Yeah. Holy shit. Could you? Oh god. What's what is the average? What is the average amount of damage of a hundred and one d sixes plus a hundred and one? Um, uh, four hundred and four. <laughs> error, error, yeah, error. In theory. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's their, it's their fucking unity attack. It's just they yeah. all like stack up and aim well, toward well, the center. All, it's the ultimate it, crossing the streams. Yeah. Gra- I mean, granted, it's already base one hundred and one because uh, damage because of the plus ones for each one hundred and one of the Dalmatians. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then add in all the d six you're about to roll. Um. It's gonna be a lot. Yeah, it's. I mean, yeah, it's literally four times one hundred one. It's four hundred and four. There yeah. you go. Ooh, four or four error not found. Found not found. Hey. Damn. <laughs> uh good pets. Well, good. Mm. We're, um, we'll give it a good asterisk. Pets. Yes. <laughs> Could be a I good c- pet. Is a volatile, very dangerous pet. Gotta I can absolutely train it well. concede yeah. to that. I, it's like when I people can totally get, concede. With yeah. you, with the, the D six on the laser bark, like would that be any different than like the people who have like serval cats as pets? You know, like the really big, like mm. like it's like the size of like a like a mid sized dog, but it's like a big cat. Mm. And like I if j- that thing got you, like that would fucking hurt. Like mm-hmm. that would be like a D six damage. You know what I mean? So like, is it any different? I don't know. I just I I a D six is you know that's short sword damage. That's I don't know if I would get a if I could if I was stabbed with a short sword in the morning, I wouldn't be going to work. You know, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I, I guess the we need to take a look at people that are applying. When you look at their character sheets, they need to at least be like a level yeah. five adventurer. Um, <laughs> if you're a tiefling and have fire yeah, resistance, yeah, like if you're just like a regular person, like if you don't even have a level in anything, like you can't because you will die the first thing time this thing zaps you. Yeah, yeah. But like you got a couple levels in something, like we'll we'll talk, we'll talk. Yeah, it's like the, like examining a life insurance policy where instead looking at your character sheet. <laughs> <laughs> I just pictured what an like an application form would look like for one of these and you still like, you know, name, address, date of birth, hit points. <laughs> 
Yeah, if you were to like have a kennel for this, would it need to just be like covered in mirrors? Ooh. I don't think that'd be a great idea at all, Zach. <laughs> Not mirrors. I would hurt the dogs. <laughs> lead, maybe. Big. Does lead absorb lasers? I don't know. <laughs> It at least but takes not the light out mirrors, of it. mirrors, my guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, laser pups. Uh, okay. All right. So we're going to move on from the laser pup. So uh, my next question, though, is to, to try and sell you this creature as well as I can. Um, when you're throwing a party, right, what's, what's one of the worst things to happen when you're throwing a party? House fire. That's pretty bad. The cops sure. get called. It's busted. Pretty bad. Cheese yeah. it. It's the fuzz. Pretty bad. Um, uh, not- no one's dancing. Yeah. It's, yeah, that's pretty bad. Pretty bad. Um, not specifically what I was going for. Uh, I was I was thinking about you don't have enough food for everybody. Oh, not enough food for no everyone. snackies. Right, no exactly. Snackies. So this next creature actually fixes that problem. So uh, Zach and Griffin... May I please introduce you both to the pizza slime? Oh, God. Horrid. Continue. (laughs) So the pizza slime, uh, it is constantly hungry and delightfully uh, odoriferous. I think that's the word. We're going to move on and believe it is. Yeah. Odoriferous. Uh, It's stanky. (laughs) Uh, pizza slimes are a horrifying abomination of one of the most beautiful things in life. This unique type of slime is a terrible <laughs> mix of magic and age. It is said that the first pizza slime was created as a practical joke that went horribly awry. How they proliferated from that point is a mystery. While it is generally known that some kind of magic is needed to create a pizza slime, most cautious cooks will keep the dough and cheese far apart from each other before cooking a pizza, and even after cooking it, will prod the pizza with a knife before serving it. (laughs) Oh, no. Griffin, here's a question. Do you feel vindicated uh, in your years of hating pizza? Listen, I don't know how many fucking times I have to explain this. Pizza's delicious. It makes me throw up. I can't, I don't hate it. I can't eat it. There's a difference. The, one of the weirdest mysteries of our pers- of our lives. Mm. Yeah, it's I, I I took solace. There was a coworker of mine recently who said it was like, oh, you don't eat pizza eater. That's awesome. I always get sick. I'm like, oh, great. What's it for you? He's like, I'm allergic to tomatoes. I'm like, oh, that's not it for me. <laughs> no. All right. What, what What's next, Brad? What we yeah, got? Um, absolutely. So uh, p- this pizza slime, uh, unlike most other oozes and slimes, the pizza slime is a predatory and hunting creature. It has developed rows and rows of spotted Uh-oh. teeth resembling pizza slices that it uses to shred its prey to bits <laughs> when attacking it will try to engulf the head or limbs of a creature and spin the teeth around the swallowed part in a bladed vortex of cheese uh, once their prey is dead they can spend the next Holy few days shit. engorging themselves on the slowly rotting carcass they prefer larger creatures but have been known to hunt rats and children oh no <laughs> can i say something that you two might find concerning Sure. Yeah. I really want pizza right now. <laughs> <laughs> pizza uh, sounds really good. Um, so 
as I'm you can't as, eat as the I'm pizza re- slime, Zach. As as I'm reading this, you guys, um, I don't think this was the best creature to bring, but I'm gonna continue talking about it because I think it's interesting. Um, that's yeah, fine. That's, some something so, might reveal itself in the eleventh hour. This is- yeah. Um, maybe the fact that this uh, pizza slime has pack mentality. So that's awesome. Pretty cool. Um, but uh, mm-hmm. Zach, you know what? Maybe this is the eleventh hour turn. Um, the pizza slime is edible, and you can actually eat the pizza slime. I'm with... sorry. <laughs> you can actually eat a pizza slime with no known ill effects. Some even say that they taste better the day after killing them. Just don't ask what the meat is. Made of. <laughs> That's really good. Leftover pizza uh, slime is yeah, it's definitely better. Yeah, it's exactly. some may say it's even better cold. Right, not me, but I, I'm one of those uh, people that likes to leave the pizza slime like just on the counter. I'll leave it in the box for sure, but I oh, like leave it in the, the box. F- yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, just leave, leave it in the box. I on get the counter. you. I feel you. So, sometimes I'll put it in the oven, but I won't ever turn the oven on. I'll just use the oven to store it. Yeah. Well, uh, so like sometimes like especially on like like nights like tonight where like Nicole's uh, goes straight from work to rehearsal and like if I got off work early, like at like lunchtime, because like that'll happen sometimes. Mm -hmm. Like I'll go to Little Caesars and buy just uh, like a big hot ready and I'll eat half of it for lunch and I'll just save the other half for dinner. Um, And yeah, it's the same thing. I'll just leave it on the counter. Uh, Well, I got to I got to leave it sort of high because the cats will get to it. Sure. Sure. Why not? This is uh, there's a lot of uh, pizza based content here that I can't really relate to. Sorry. About <laughs> <that>. <laughs> um, well, Griffin, how about I uh, how about I break off this stat block for you? Maybe you'll maybe you'll find something to uh, maybe. Now I do like to. a good stat block. All right, so let's yeah. let's talk about the pizza slime. Uh, it is a small ooze. It is neutral evil. Armor class eight, fifty two hit points. Pretty beefy. Damn. Oh my God. <laughs> uh. Strength is 12, Dex 10, Con 12, Int 10, Wiz 7, Charisma 1, which makes sense. <laughs> well, but also, like, it's something that everyone loves. Like, you know what I mean? But it's yeah. been, like, it's been perverted. Mm. Yeah. Zach, pizza's trying to kill you. Yeah, but, like, what Do you love go? that pizza? Maybe. Oh, if I can eat the pizza while it eats me, like, fucking let's go, dude. You, you Dirty bitch. Uh, <laughs> That's me, does... Zach Rob. Dirty bitch. Let's go. <laughs> uh, it does have a plus two in stealth. Oh. Uh, it, it's vulnerable to fire. That's, that makes sense. That's funny. Uh, it is immune to being poisoned, though. Okay. So nobody can poison your pizza, hmm. so that's pretty cool. Um, and then it kind of, kind of just has, uh, the, you know, the rest of, uh, the rest of a stat block as like your normal, like slime or ooze. Like it is amorphous. Um, this, this is edible. Of course, uh, it has spider climb. Oh, and then when gosh. we move down to the attacks, it, it does have a bite attack plus three to hit one D six plus one. So doing the same basically damage as a, as a laser mm-hmm. pup. Um, <clears throat> it also has a, it has a, it has a move, uh, two moves actually, three moves, I guess technically. Uh, the first one's called Glob On, 
uh, when the pizza slime uses the bite attack, they attempt oh. to stick to an appendage of their target. The target must make a strength check, DC 12, or the pizza slime becomes attached to them. Any damage the pizza slime receives <laughs> is halved between the pizza slime and the creature they are attached to. Additionally, as long as they are attached to the target, they make the tooth vortex and bite attacks against the creature with advantage. Oh, my God. Uh, oh, no. Keep reading. Yes. Okay. Speaking of tooth vortex, uh, if the pizza slime is attached to an enemy, they may spin their rows of teeth around that appendage. Uh, melee weapon attack, <laughs> plus three to hit. Uh, one creature uh, does 2d6 plus one slashing damage. Ah. That's a fucking great sword. Yeah, yeah. For against like a level one party, that's no joke. That's no joke no. at all. That's some good. It's some good damage, and if you thought this pizza slime yeah. was done, it, it's not because it does have another attack called Spit Tooth, which is a ranged weapon attack, plus two to hit, and if it hits, it does one d four piercing damage. <coughs> it just spits its fucking pizza teeth at people. It does horrible. It, but instead of like the the spittoon sound happening, it's someone going, "Oh my god." <laughs> <laughs> Gosh. I think that was a, I think that was a pepperoni that just hit me in the face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, Brad. Yeah, bud. Uh, I love you, bud. Um, bad Pat. Oh, insanely yeah. bad, bad, Pat. bad, bad, bad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, real bad, Pat. <laughs> yeah. Re- realize that halfway, uh, halfway through reading that, bud. Bad, uh, insanely bad, pet. Yeah. Great, great party guest, bad pet. Hey, it happens to us all the time. Yeah, we so many times we've opened up a thing and went, oh, God, oh, no, what is this? Um, we see a picture of something and we're like, oh, that's cute. And then we start reading and we're like, oh, no, it's evil. It's, hor- it's horrible. <laughs> it sucks people's blood. Mm. Um, pizza slime. Woody would not have as a pet. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think this would be interesting as sort of a like um, you know fight for your life situation. Like, I think pizza slime would be really interesting for some like like Zach and Griffin's multiversal pet shop does not condone blood sport, but uh, would be very interesting in sort of a blood sport situation oh, where definitely. you have to like fight a pizza slime and you have to eat it before it eats you. I think that's very yeah. entertaining. Yeah, no, and if we turned um, uh, Toy Story into like uh, um, like a more gruesome thing, like going to Pizza Planet. <laughs> Like you'd have to fight a, a pizza slime like in a pit, like if you wanted yeah. to like you know, rise through the ranks of gladi- gladiatorial combat. I you I don't hire know. some pizza slime actors. I don't know who we have to talk to about this, but I think the pizza slime would make a great episode of Man vs. Food. Oh yeah! <laughs> Will fucking Adam, whatever his name is, be able to eat his way before it eats him? We'll find out. It's literally the parallel retroverse episode, and it's food versus man. get get food network on the line yeah what other i know we're we've only have a little bit of time left on this segment what other foodstuffs would appear on food versus man in like slime form like enemy form i think Um, like uh like like a a, a big bundle of like asparagus with little spearheads i was gonna say um like just a monstrous durian (laughs) <laughs> the, the, the big fruit that tastes like death the stink fruit and that's because they kill things yeah Oof. um i think i think we already have another one and that's the cotton candy monster from scooby-doo 
Oh, the cotton candy ghost. <laughs> cotton candy? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, very oh, man. good. Very good stuff. Oh, man. I'm horrified. Should we go to ad break? I'm so hungry. Let's go to an ad break and get Zach some pizza from the break room. Yes, please. Uh, pizza, please. Ad break! Hi, I'm Shifty Mercutio, owner and operator of Shifty Mercutio's pre-owned genies and genie resale emporium, home of the multiverse's largest supply of gently used genie paraphernalia. You know how many times people get overwhelmed by the prospect of three wishes and just choke up halfway through? What are those genies supposed to do then, huh? Just wait? Nah, 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 that's where I, Shifty Mercutio, come in. Every genie on my shelves has at least some wishes guaranteed. What? You don't take me, Shifty Mercutio, at my word? Well, listen to some of my partially satisfied customers. This thing only had half a wish left. How the fuck am I supposed to use half a wish? I thought I lucked out when the shitty lamp had a full wish left in it. I wished I was rich. It legally changed my name to Richard. Zero stars. This place sucks ass. My genie won't even work with me. I wish I'd never bought this stupid lamp. Oh, now you work? Now you work. Fuck you, piece of shit. What heartwarming words. So, if you're in the market for, or in possession of, a pre-owned or recently resold genie, come on down to Shifty Mercutio's pre-owned genies and genie resale emporium. Shifty Mercutio's. You get what you get. Don't throw a fit. Oh, yeah, it's good stuff. You feeling better, buddy? Oh, I feel a lot better. It's real good. I'll save the rest of that for later. I did the thing that I always did in um, when I was a child, and there'd be like, oh, it's a pizza party at school, and I couldn't eat the pizza because I would throw up. So instead, my mom would get me McDonald's. Oh, so I got some. I got a couple nuggies that I'm chomping on. Oh, still, dude, so. nuggies also sound really, really good. These are I'm my nuggies. Guy. These are my I'm not nuggies. Eat your nuggies. I might get some nuggies on the way home though. Okay. Uh, what we got next, Braden? So on the retroverse smorkish board. Yeah. Okay. So this one, this one, I think is going to be a lot better. Okay. I think, I think we're actually going to be able to okay. jive with this one. All right. So I like the retroverse jive. is a mishmash again of things from all over popular culture. Um, it's also like a mishmash of science experiments. So what I have okay. for you now is a science experiment as a creature. So I would love to introduce both of you to Schrodinger's Beast. Okay. Like the cat, like Schrodinger's cat, but it's a beast. Yes, absolutely. And it is, uh, okay. From the Feywild. Oh, I love the Fey. <laughs> Well, uh, uh, I work at a science museum, so oh, the institute. <laughs> I will. Take uh, away, I'll Griff. take this one. I'll I'll get my little sticky fingers all over this one. Ooh, um, Schrodinger's beast. So we're looking at kind of like it's kind of lupine, maybe like it kind of looks yeah. like a or canine, looks like a big billowy tailed like wolf yeah. or dog creature. It kind of looks like you know like like Japanese like uh, uh, depictions of like kitsune and stuff, where like their mm. tails have all the the swirls and stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, it's this like sort of ghostly like bluish green, like almost transparent. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some like 
external bones? It's more like bone decoration. Yeah. That's got like two long horns, but also some like bone horn mask stuff going on on its head. It's, and you can kind of see through it a little bit and see the bones mm-hmm. on the inside. Yeah. Yeah. A tormented creature from the realm of the Fae, captured, trapped, and subjected to terrible experiments, the beasts finally escape the cycle of possible outcomes by becoming both of them at once. It is simultaneously dead and alive, flipping between two suspended fates as soon as it is seen. It goes to great lengths to hide away from any type of observation, but even an insect seeing the beast can set it into a spiral of unending redeath. Buddy! Oh no. Yeah. <clears throat> Read on. Okay. This is a this is a beefy stat block, and from what I'm gathering here, it looks like it has different abilities based on what form it's presenting in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually gonna start with this thing that says superposition collapse. At the start of each of the Schrodinger's beasts turns that's a mouthful. Uh <laughs> you flip a coin. On a heads, it is a fey creature. And it has access to fey abilities. And on a tails, it is an undead. And it has access to undead abilities. It cannot use undead abilities while as a fey and vice versa. Any spells or effects that only affect the Schrodinger's beast as one type are negated as if it changes to the other. So it's going to be a different thing based on what form it's in. Okay. Very cool. Start of each turn, too. Every, Every six seconds. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Uh, It's a medium fey or undead unaligned, 17 armor class, 144 hit points, 40 foot speed. It's got 21 in strength, so it's very strong. 15 dexterity, 18 constitution, so very strong there as well. Uh, 5 intelligence, uh, 14 wisdom, and 10 charisma. Uh, Bonuses to perception, arcana, and insight. Uh, It's resistant to physical damage from non-magical weapons, as well as poison and necrotic damage. Immune to charm, deafened, exhaustion, frightened, and poisoned. It's got a 60-foot dark vision and does not speak any languages. Okay, let's see here. So it looks like, by and large, when it's undead, uh, it has something called ethereal fortitude, where... Uh, it's like that thing when, like, a uh, you're trying to kill a zombie, mm-hmm. like when you drop it to zero hit points, it has to make yeah. a saving throw, and mm-hmm. if it passes, then it just hits one hit point instead. So it's hard to kill there, and then it also has like a ghost's like incorporeal form, mm-hmm. um, where it gets additional resistances to acid, fire, lightning, and thunder, and can also move through creatures and uh, objects as well. And then it has a. Uh, a, a, a life drain ability where it's it's really just like a kit bash of all the different like undead classics because this yeah. is like the the like wraiths or like the shadows like life drain ability yeah. uh jesus christ plus nine to hit 4d8 plus five damage uh yeah, dude. and the target must succeed on a constitution saving throw uh or its hit point maximum is reduced by an equal amount to the damage taken shoo Woofa. Dude, this poor guy. I'm going to say bad pet just so this thing doesn't suffer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we don't perpetuate that. I'm going to burn through this really quickly because there's a lot. If it's in its fey form, it's got magic resistance. It has some innate spell casting. 
which included in that is Animate Dead. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. So this thing's also a necromancer. Mm-hmm. It can turn invisible as a fae. It can um, distort its form into like a ghostly form as an undead. It has fae charm in its fae form. And then it deals either force damage or necrotic damage with its bite or its a claw based on what form it's in. So, uh, yeah, this thing is a beefy, beefy creature and subject to change at any yep. given time. Zach, I know you said bad pet. However, let me let me throw this at you yeah. real quick. Schrodinger's Beast would be great as a seeing eye pet for someone who is not able to see. At, okay. at, at home, yeah, I, that, you know, that's fair. But like you know, if like going out into the world though, then it's it, it, then it's changing all day. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Hey, here's a here's a question for both of you. Mm. Like it, it. So like if 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 you swap between swap between two different forms anytime you are perceived, what would your two forms be like? Who? Well, I'm literally a griffin, so mm. just mm-hmm. cat and bird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, okay. I like that. I like, I that. like that. Nice and simple, uh, Brayden. Yeah, I think for me, my two forms would be one the uh, the person that's like really outgoing, loves to have a good time, and is just uh, constantly like wanting to party. And uh, the other form is uh, somebody who is always searching for a bathroom because I am about to shit my pants. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, please don't look. Please don't look at me. I don't want to have to shit my pants. I don't please don't. Have to shit no my one pants. see me. Please, I please. I just got these pants. Yeah, I I would switch between someone like who's having like a really great day, um, and then someone who just is just like miffed at everything he's he does. Because that's kind of that's kind that's, of just me. That's kind yeah. of how you just live your life now. That's just kind of how I live my life now, where I'm having a great day and something like God, I fucked. Oh, bud. <laughs> um, the the fun answer would be um, I am like a, a a man made of Mountain Dew, and then the other one I switch, and I'm just like on the couch in like a nice blankie, and I'm watching mm. like Community or something. <laughs> Very good, cozy Very or Dew. Yeah, I'll be out on the street, and you know, I, I was due, but then someone saw me, and then suddenly a couch and a TV spring from nowhere, and then I'm on the couch in like the middle of the street, and I'm blocking traffic. Mm-hmm. But it's fine. Seeing as how, like, I, I think what would be interesting is, you know, the creature changes under observation. Yeah. But does it need to know it's being observed in order to change? Or is it the mere act of being observed that changes it? Mm. Cause then you could just slap a blindfold on this beastie and we'd be good to go. Mm. Hmm. I wish my roommate was here because she's a science person and I could be like, <laughs> Hey Katie. <laughs> well then it, 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 it ceases to be the argument of Schrodinger's cat and it's like Schrodinger's pro- perceiver so it's like you know you're sitting there you're like am i being seen i don't know i won't know unless i look and then yeah so simultaneously someone is and isn't looking at you 
Griffin, I think Weird. that if we were to slap a blindfold on Schrodinger's Beast, I think it would be the most Final Fantasy ass creature that Final Fantasy would ever be able to come up with. <laughs> That's extremely true. Yeah. That or, yeah, you'd see it in like Dark Souls. It's like the, mm-hmm. the, the was the Great Wolf Sif or whatever. The Great Gray Wolf Sif? Yeah. Yeah. Give One of the saddest boss fights in video games. Yeah, you don't want to mm. kill a big dog. Yeah. yeah. It's sad. I haven't played Final Fantasy in a very long time. I can't tell you the last one I played. I think it was the one that's got um, Titus, I think is what his name is, and Waka. And they play uh, that like, game where it's like zero gravity ball yeah, stuff. Final Fantasy X. Yep. 10, man. That was the last one I played. That was forever yeah. ago. Uh, fun fact I've never for you. Final Fantasy. Fun fact for you, Zach. Uh, okay. Titus's name is actually pronounced Titus. Is it Titus? It is. It oh. is. It is Titus. Well, yeah. And <laughs> if you play the first Kingdom Hearts game, uh, you know you're on the island, and Waka and Titus are there. Mm-hmm. Waka's got a little bit of an accent, and he said Titus, but I thought that was just because he's got a little bit of an accent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. His his. But uh, here we are. Yeah. Here we are. Here we are. <sighs> yeah, that Christ. was the first time I ever felt good at video games because my when you do the fight against those two and then the girl who has the jump rope that she uses mm-hmm. as a whip, Sophie. Um, and my brothers uh, weren't weren't yeah weren't able to um, deflect the ball back at Waka when he would like jump up and throw it, but mm. I could always do it because I was really good at like the timing of it, and I always felt, yeah. I was like yeah like they they come they come to get me so I could smack the ball back and they can rack up the XP. I'm in. <laughs> Hell yeah, hell yeah. Schrodinger's oh. Beast, bad pet. Bad oh. pet, cool guy. Cool, 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 cool. Cool guy. Cool guy. Okay, all right. Don't perceive uh, him. For its own good, Okay. probably right. a bad pet. It, 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 uh, unless we, we, we go with Brayden's thing and go with the possibility of like a seeing eye. Sort of no, no, sure. no! It's fine. I will, I will concede that it is a bad pet. So I'm, I'm, I'm one for three right now. So I gotta, I gotta come out. <laughs> I gotta go out swinging. All right. I gotta bat at least five hundred today. Yeah, hit us here. So the last pet slash creature that I have for you is the answer okay. to all of your problems. Whenever. Your rent goes up. Wow. You have to move. You have to figure out a new place to live. Because this, my friends, is the Idrasaur. Idrasaur. Ooh. Ooh. Well, okay. Well, what I'm looking at here, Brad, and, and, and you know, fill in blanks where, where, where I'm leaving things out. Sure. Is I'm looking at, like, a younger version and an older version mm-hmm. of a big dinosaur. Oh yeah, the little yeah the little one is I'm assuming big enough to have a small campsite on its back. Uh huh. Um, yep. The big one, the big one's got a whole town on its back. <laughs> you are correct. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the uh, the baby Idrasaur, uh is a huge beast. Uh, so definitely, definitely, oh, I would fuck. say livable, livable for at least two to two to six people, and. Um, the uh, the adult Idrasaur is a is a gargantuan creature, which probably could fit at least a small village. Yeah, it says here specifically by gargantuan titan. Mm. Yes, yes. 
which is code for very big. For like <laughs> real big. Super <laughs> massive. All right, so let's see. Let's do some let's do some reading here. Yeah. Yggdrasaur, a massive dinosaur who can grow large enough to support forests, villages, and even cities on its back. Wow. It slowly traverses the land, seeming to wander randomly, but following some sort of higher instinct. Infant Yggdrasaurs are large enough to grow a small grove on their backs, and some religions claim the entire world rests on the shoulders of an ancient Yggdrasaur. Nice. So much of what is understood about the Yggdrasaurs is wrapped up in mythology and religious doctrine that is impossible to parse out the facts about the creatures. They are mortal, but their sheer incomprehensible size makes them indistinguishable from gods to some. Nice. Fuck yeah. Oh yeah. All right, so uh, what's what we got? They're always moving. It's like they're the only header they have here. Yggdrasil, uh, Yggdrasils. Yggdrasaurs <laughs> never stop their slow plodding path. It may take them a day to make it a mile or less. When threatened, an amazing feat to accomplish, they can move quite rapidly, and the destruction that is uh, that it ca- uh, this causes is considered a natural disaster. Thankfully, the Yggdrasaur will naturally avoid heavily populated areas, though they have been known to crush remote cabins and outposts. Oops. How they sustain this incredible mass is not fully understood, as no food could possibly sustain them. Religious texts say they eat the stars from the sky, and their paths follow a line towards the next edible star. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More, yeah, yeah, more yeah, scholarly yeah. explanations theorize that the plants and other life on its back are leached on by the Yggdrasaur. Uh, this would create a strange relationship in which the dinosaur could be compared to a large parasite, a theory refuted harshly by those that worship the creatures. I am immediately putting these in my D&D game. Oh my god, that's so cool. <laughs> Please do, they're incredible. Oh, they are. They, eat they are the just... stars from the sky. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, wild. Uh, all right, so let's let's look at the baby first. The baby. Look at, yeah, let's look at the baby. It's a huge beast on the line. Fifteen armor class. Yeah, let's say just a wee little bab. Just a little baby. Um, just a baby. Uh, it's got 138 hit points, which I thought would be more because of how big it is. But whatever. It's very soft. Um, it's only it's got a speed of 30 feet, swim speed of 20 feet. Oh, yeah, cool. Uh, it's got an 18 strength, 10 dex, 20 con, 12 intelligence. Okay, and that's mm-hmm. a baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's 12, a baby. Uh, 12 whiz and 13, yeah, and 13 charisma. I mean, look at that thing. How, look how cute it is. It's doing a little blap. Yeah, a little blap. Well, is it a blep or is that its tooth? I thought it was a tooth, but I could also see it being a blep. I think I, it's a blep. I think it's a blep. Or is that a mlem? Mm. I think it's. I think. I think for a creature this um, sort of iconic, I think a new term needs to be invented. How about a fleep? <laughs> <laughs> you know, let's just give us a little fleep. <laughs> <laughs> A little fleep. Fleep. Uh, yeah, sure. Um, it's saving throws. It's go with that. De- dex and, and charisma. Sure. Uh, dex, I don't understand. Charisma, sure. Um, de- a resistance against bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage from non magical attacks, uh, cold, psychic, and lightning. Damn. 
immune to charm, fright, and paralyzed prone. Dark vision out to 60 feet. True sight out of 30. Mm. Uh, and it knows Elvish, Common, and Primordial. Mm. So you can chat with your house. You can chat with your house, with your town. <laughs> with the will of the town. Uh, it's got magical resistance. Uh, and it's a siege monster dealing double damage to objects and structures. <laughs> um, and it's an attack. The baby makes two slam attacks. Which, uh, plus seven to hit, 2d10, plus four bludgeoning. Wow. Um, and then they also have a recharge ability, which is solar ray. Oh. You can just sort of charge, <laughs> uh, charge a solar beam. It's literally, yes, that's exactly what I was thinking of. <laughs> uh, the Yggdrasaur exhales lightning in a 60-foot line that's five foot wide. Each creature in the line must make a deck save or take 44 or 8d10 radiant damage. Uh, on a failed save or half as much on a, uh, on a successful one. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, okay, buddy. I love that because that's, I think, what plays into the uh, 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 eat the stars from the sky thing. Because they're, yeah. like, they're just like soaking up that solar energy. Yep. Yeah, man. And then, Zach, if I could remind you, uh, that 8d10 is just coming from the baby. Yeah, that's just the baby. That's just the baby. I'm oh. just a baby. Oh, no. Oh, uh, yeah. Let's look at the big guy. Let's look at the at, at, at the all grown up. I really want to shout it out. All grown up. Sorry, really the, the Rugrats TV series All Grown Up. Brain's got it. I got I got you, bud. Uh, uh, yeah. It's got 585 hit points. Motherfucker. <laughs> 60 foot moving speed, 30 foot swim speed. Um, it's got 28s in both con and strength. I mean, yeah, they're godlike, yeah. basically. Uh, Dex of 10, no negatives. A Dex of 10, a, a charisma of 10. Oh, it's charisma goes down. It got it less older. charismatic <laughs> as it gets older. Yeah, yeah, the same way that we do. When we're babies, everyone's a little bit cuter. Yeah. Um, and then 14s and in, ints in wisdom. Um, they go at Dex, intelligence, wisdom, and charisma saving throws. All the same damage immunities and uh, condition immunities. Um, it's dark vision goes out, goes out to 120 feet. It's true sights out to 60 feet. Uh, still speaks Elvish Common Primordial. CR 24. Wow. Has legendary resistances. Magic resistance. It's a siege monster. It's classified as a living island. Mm-hmm. The Yggdrasaur has a forest or a large settlement on its back. All the creatures living there are magically charmed by the Yggdrasaur and will follow its commands. It can command single units directly or send out general orders to large groups. That's cool as fuck. I <laughs> love these things so much. I'm in love. Uh, the Yggdrasaur makes four stomp or slam attacks. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. All right. So, yeah, it, makes, it, it can do a, a, a combination of them. Um, it's stomp is a plus, uh, was it plus 16 to hit does three D 12 plus nine bludgeoning and any creature, um, within 60 feet must succeed on a deck save or be knocked prone uh, and slam plus 16 to hit or two D and a two D 12 plus nine bludgeoning fucking hell. Uh, it's got a roar where it lets out a tremendous cry and each creature within 120 feet must succeed on a con save DC 24 oh or take 14 or 46 thunder damage or half as much on a successful one. Each creature also, in yeah. 120 feet. <laughs> and its solar ray is boosted up to 90 feet uh, long, 10 feet wide. Uh, the, the saving throw is DC 24 and it does 16 D10 damage. Oh my God. And then it has some legendary actions. Um, 
Oh, where it can uh, attack, roar, or uh, try to recharge uh, uh, recharge its um, solar ability. So yeah. if it, it doesn't roll, it can just spend a legendary uh, uh, action to do it. Yep. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yep. Holy fuck, I love these things. Yeah. They a are great little detail cool. I just want to point out in the artwork real quick is the like if you kind of zoom in on like the neck and around the eyes, there's this like light around there, yeah. like almost in the wrinkles of the face. Yeah. And uh-huh. like spots down. I like to think that that's like the solar energy that it's yeah. like charging. Mm-hmm. Yo, and also I- there's like entire flocks of birds flying around the neck of the big one yeah. to like give it a sense of scale there. All right. So, Brayton, often I don't know how many how often you listen to the episodes, but every once in a while, I like to throw a little plot hook out there for people who might be interested. So Hell yeah! You use an Idrisaur. It has the living island thing, where it like it, it charms the people that live on it. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Evil Yggdrasaur. No, Zach. Ooh. No. Evil Yggdrasaur. No. <sighs> It's got a whole legion of people on its back. They thought it was like a nice, welcome place to be. And now the Aegisaur has got its hooks in them and it has to do whatever he wants. How dare you shadow Venusaur this thing? I think that's the I I think that's the next villain of the of the next like uh, Godzilla Kaiju movie (laughs) is evil Aegisaur. Oh, yeah. Is it Aegisaur? Yeah. After it's done with the the fucking King Kong with his power glove. Oh god. This is a like calamity tier creature. Oh, this thing could destroy the planet, definitely. Yeah. And like the city on its back, it was just like like I'm I'm maybe it's just because I'm rewatching the critical role calamity thing. Um, but like this is an Avalir kind of city where like mm. the Yggdrasaur could be, you know, issuing commands to mm-hmm. the great the brightest and the strongest that live there. Oh god. Yeah. But like Put it in your campaign, Griff, and tell us how it goes. Yes. Uh, So, fellas, I mean, what do we? I mean, I know exactly where it is in my campaign. Do we want to? Do we want to start a? Do we want to start a commune? You want to start a commune on an Aegisaur with all of our friends? I'm in. Look, right on the Aegisaur, we just play D and D all day, baby. Yeah. If we can find a baby one. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Not so much a pet. Good home. Great home. Uh, Great home. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I love the Yggdrasaur so much. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, shit, Brayden. That w- those were some those were some fun creatures. Two for four for sure. Two, Two for, for four. four. <laughs> Two for four. Listen, I will take uh, listen, as my first time on uh on on y'all's uh, show in your guys' <laughs> shop, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take two for four. Um, and I would be uh, I would be remiss if I, I I would be remiss if I didn't uh, just uh, say a, a shout out and a thank you to uh, uh, Chris and Uis uh, for uh, creating the Retroverse and these uh, absolutely incredible creatures. Absolutely. Oh, What's yes, there? The there's like a campaign book that goes along too with it, right? Lasers and liches. Is that a yep. thing? Lasers and liches yes. is uh, yeah. is the supplement uh, is the D and D five e supplement. So uh, check them out. I know they're on Twitter. Awesome. Um, I think they have. I think they may have a Kickstarter or something along those lines. But yeah, definitely definitely check out their work because they're always uh, they're always posting some cool stuff. Uh, I will say they also. Uh, I know Uis uh, especially the uh, the illustrator did a uh, did a dire. 
Pokemon series. Oh, so, I've seen a few of these. That's the same artist. Mm-hmm. Same artist. That's we'll super have to find cool. It. Talk about it on the show, Griff. Yeah. All right. Um, but- uh, amazing. Thank you all for listening so so much to another episode of Zach and Griffin's multiversal multi multiversal fresha. Yeah, you know the the usual stuff. The place, the the ways we thank you for listening, and also the places that if you want to thank us for making the show, you could support us. Yeah, I'm talking about places like Patreon at patreon.com/slash Ghostlight Media. I'm mm-hmm. talking about our merch store, tpublic.com/slash store/slash Ghostlight. Mm-hmm. That's about it. That's about it. Um, Braden, thanks for being on the show. Yeah. If you want to tell the people of the internet where they can find you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you again. Thank you guys so much for having me. Uh, you can find me. Uh, my website is uh, Braden Glenn Tuttle. First name, middle name, last name. You can find me on Instagram at Braden Glenn, and uh, you know, friend me on Discord at uh, at Yeast Poppy. Uh, that is Poppy with two eyes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you uh, also do a podcast with my wife. Oh shit! Your yeah, you're right. Oh fuck! Uh, yeah, I also do. Uh, I also do a podcast <laughs> with uh, Nicole Tuttle, Rob, Zach's wonderful wife, my cousin, uh, called "Get Ready to Get Shrekked," uh, where we uh, talk about the Shrek movie scene by scene and break it down for y'all. Amazing. Yeah. yeah well, wh- where can they find that? Do you have social medias and stuff for that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You can find that on Twitter uh, or X, whatever the fuck it's called. Who cares? Uh, and then you can also Twitter. find us on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, anywhere you listen to your podcast. Awesome. Yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get all that plugged into the, the description of the episode as well. Yep. Um, but thank you all very, very much. We love you. And we we'll see you in a couple you weeks. so much. My name is Griffin. And my name is Zach. And that is Brayden. And uh, just remember, folks, at the end of the day. Brayden, do you want to say it? Oh, my God. Can I? Yes, yeah, you please. can say it. Say oh, okay. It. All right, all right, Griffin, le- Gr- Griffin, lead me in again. Lead me in. Okay. Fresh one, okay. fresh one. Okay, fresh Fresh take. one, fresh take. <clears throat> what, 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 will you, what, what, Griff, will you say, just remember, and I'll say at the end of the day? I got you, yep. Okay, cool. All right. And uh, just remember, folks, at the end of the day, it's all about love, baby! <laughs> it's all about love, baby! <laughs> Thank you all for listening to episode 126 of Zack and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop, and a special thanks to our good friend, Braden Glenn Tuttle, for joining us on the show today. If you enjoyed the show, consider leaving us a review or telling a friend about us. You can find us as part of the Ghostlight Media Network over at ghostlightmedia.net or on Twitter at PetShopCast. On our website, you can find links to our merch store and Patreon page, which helps support all of the Ghostlight Media shows and all of the amazing people who create them. Speaking of which, thank you to our patrons, Kasia, Trent, and Jeremy for your continued support. We'd like to thank Nicole tuttle Rob for making our theme song. You can find Nicole on Twitter at Nicole Voice and on These Silent Secrets as part of Ghostlight Media. We'd also like to thank our friend Rin for voicing the ads you hear on the show. You can find Rin on Twitter at Rin underscore Moran and on the Imprinted Echoes podcast, also a part of Ghostlight Media. We'll be back in two weeks with another episode. Until then, go check out more of the Retroverse over at lasersandliches.com. It's super awesome. Take it sleazy. What? Bye. This has been a Ghostlight Media production.